Greetings to everyone out there tuning on this channel. Greetings to all GTNs and everyone this morning in Jesus' name. I have a message this morning that is now very rarely preached in churches today. Message that pastors find difficulty in preaching because it's, it's, it's a strong message, something that uh, people do not want to hear. But this message this morning is something that we need to hear because of the prevailing situation in this world today caused by this pandemic. The questions that's going around, people are asking, Christians are asking, what is going on? Why is this thing happening? It's, it's all over the world. Everybody is, is affected, not just Christians alone, but everyone, young and old, rich and poor, every nation, six billion people are affected. In this year, I would like to share with you what this message is all about, what God has to say in His Word about what is going on the last nine months or so. Reading from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 25 to 29. If you're watching this on your screen, you might want to take a screenshot and read this now with me. Hebrews chapter 12. Verses 25 to 29. This is what God is talking about when He said, There is going to be a shaking. Verse 25 says, See that you do not refuse Him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused Him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from Him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised saying, yet once more, that's the title of my sermon this morning, yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this once, yet once more indicates the removal of things that can be shaken as of the things that are made. The things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for God is a consuming fire. There you have it. That's what God is saying this morning from the book of Hebrews, that there is a shaking that is going on. And this was written thousands of years ago, but the Word says yet once more. We have to take note of this yet once more. Because yet once more denotes an event that has happened before and will happen again. It has happened before in the Bible from the book of Exodus where the people of Israel were delivered from the hand of Pharaoh and they marched through the desert for three long months. God provided for them. God met their thirst. God met their hunger. But in spite of all the miracles that God did for them, they still complained, they still murmured. And after three months, they arrived on, at Mount Sinai, the mountain that was originally planned and purposed by God for them to come to worship Him. After hearing all their murmurings and complaining, God decided to speak. 
And at the base of the mountain, as they gathered around, God spoke. But He did not just simply speak. The whole earth, the ground on which they stood, shook. And there was fire right at the top of the mountain. There was smoke rising up as a result of the fire on the mountain. Literal fire. And there were thunderings, loud thunders, roaring thunders. And there were flashes of lightning. And there were loud sounds of trumpet. Now if you combine all this together with the shaking on the ground, I'm sure it will scare you to bits. This was what they experienced that first time when God spoke. And when that happened, they were so afraid, they told Moses, you go up and hear what God has to say. And what God has to say, we will listen. They didn't dare go up because they knew they may be killed. So Moses went up, got the message from God, and he came down, and this was the message that Moses gave to the people. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 20, this was what God said through Moses. Do not fear, for God has come to test you, and, this, and that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. God came on that day and spoke and said, what you see happening then, what you see with all the thunderings and lightnings, do not be afraid. This is just a test from God. A test to tell you not to fear, but that you will walk in the ways of God to keep His covenant and not steer away from what God had intended for you to do. After hearing what Moses had to say, a few months later, they went back into their old ways. They worshipped a golden calf. They went through the history of their, their generations, worshipping idols, doing all kinds of sexual immorality. Even when they entered the promised land, they looked at all the other tribes and the Canaanites. They had intermarriages. And they worshipped the gods of those Canaanites and of those people that were in that land. The Amorites, the Hittites, they worshipped the gods of Baal, Ashtoreth, Molech, all kinds of idols they bowed their heads down to. They built high places, altars for these gods. So, God looked at it and in the book of Judges, when you reach the book of Judges, you will find that all these people, God's people, they did what they thought was right in their eyes. Whatever seemed right, that was what they will do. They never gave any regard to God's com commandment. They never gave any regard to what Moses said on that day when he came down from Mount Sinai. So, God had to respond. And you find in the book of Judges, chapter 2, verse 20 to 22, God was angry. God said, I will not remove the people that you have conquered in this land. I will keep them there so that when you get out of line, I will send them to lay siege on your cities. I will send them to, to, to destroy your cities. 
I will send them so that they can capture you and take you into captivity. This was what God said. And I want you to take note today, church. History repeats itself. Humankind is bound by this one big flaw that we never learn from past history. We always have this tendency of repeating history. And it's the same. Looking at the biblical stories, right through from the Old Testament, you find that they, they just repeated history. From what their forefathers did, the sins that their forefathers committed, they went on and on, denying the commandments of God, went into idolatry, to the level where Elijah had to proclaim a famine in the land for three years. And then he had, he had to climb up Mount Carmel to destroy the prophets of Baal. Then Elisha came, and he proclaimed another famine for seven years. Then followed by the captivity from the lips of the prophet Jeremiah, he said that if you don't turn from your wicked ways, God is going to allow the Babylonians to come under the rule of King Nebuchadnezzar to destroy your cities and take you captive for 70 years. History repeated itself again. And we go down the road right down to the New Testament, where Jesus came. Jesus. God had to send His Son in the form of man. The Word became flesh, and the Word dwelt amongst us. Jesus came. But this time, when God spoke, up on Mount Transfiguration, with the presence of Moses and Elijah, there was no fire, there was no thundering, just a loud voice. God spoke and said, Listen to my son. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. God changed. You may say that he has mellowed, but no. Jesus came with a new narrative. Jesus came with a narrative of grace, mercy, compassion, and love. He spoke of the Beatitudes. He spoke of a new way. He spoke of a new narrative. No more was there a God that sounded like a God of judgment. Now it's God speaking with grace and mercy, pleading and appealing to the people of God, coming with a new teaching so that they may be changed and transformed in their heart. As we go down that line, when Jesus met many of the people of that day. He spoke in parables, and one of those parables that I would like to highlight this morning is the, those parables as in Matthew chapter 13, the entire chapter of Matthew 13. Many of you who have been faithfully following the Connect group uh, uh, sharing the last couple of weeks, you will find that these few parables are very significant in the teachings, especially the parable of the four, uh, four different types of soil. Jesus spoke to people across all professions, across all lifestyles. He spoke to them by the seaside. He spoke to fishermen. He spoke to a wide audience. He spoke to the marketplace people. He spoke to tax collectors. 
He spoke to the religious leaders of the time. He spoke to all these people in the open. And he said, the choice is yours to choose. I've come with a new rule. Today, the kingdom of heaven has come. And that new rule is that you can choose any of these four different types of souls. The choice is yours. You can choose that your heart may be hardened. You can choose that your heart may be uh, uh, neglecting your salvation. You can choose to be the good soil that will bring about the 30, 60, and 100-fold multiplication. The choice is yours. And Jesus went on to say, all the parables in that chapter. And after he was done with speaking to the people, to the audience in the open air, he went into the synagogue, the church at that time. And he went there to preach. And sadly, many of those people there were skeptics. They were doubters. They doubted the things that Jesus said. They were skeptical of what he had to say because they were wondering, isn't he the son of Joseph, the carpenter? Isn't he from the village of Nazareth? How can the son of a carpenter be speaking these wise words? What kind of narrative is he bringing? Is this from God? Can this be from God? What our religious teachers have set down all these years, the rules and regulations of how we should celebrate our Sabbath, how we should do this and how we should do that, that has been there for years. And now he's coming with a different narrative. Who is this man? And many on that day in that church, they were offended with Jesus. I pray this morning as you sit in your home, as you watch this channel, what you hear from this message, you will not be offended. Yes, I come from Pataling Jaya, SS2. I don't know what good has come up from SS2. Right now, SS2 area is a cluster, COVID-19. But I say this, I'm just the postman this morning. I'm just bringing a message to the church this morning. This message is God's message. So if you are offended, please do not be offended with me. If you feel like you want to change the postman, please feel free to change the postman. Sign up with DHL or sign up with FedEx. But I'm just delivering this letter and I pray you will at least read this letter, hear this letter this morning. It may do us some good. It may provide the answers to why all these things are happening, to why all the shaking is happening in our community, in our church, and in our homes. Jesus spoke to that, and many, many did not receive what He had to say. They did not receive it well, because three years later, at the courts of Pontius Pilate, when Jesus was supposed to be sentenced to be crucified, Pontius Pilate said, I find no wrong in this man. But the very crowd that he spoke to, the very crowd that he brought this new narrative, the very 
crowd that he brought grace and mercy and compassion and love, the very same people, from out of their lips, they cried, crucify him, crucify him. And finally, they got their wish. They got Jesus crucified. But on that day when he was crucified, the Bible records in the book of Mark, chapter 15, that there was darkness over the land for three hours, from 12 noon to 3 p.m. And at the same time, when darkness was over the land, there was a huge and great earthquake that shook the ground. And as a result, the veil in the temple in Jerusalem at that time, the veil that separates man from God, the veil was torn from top to bottom. And that day, the new narrative, the kingdom of God came to the hearts of every believer because God had made a way possible. Jesus, from His actions and His obedience, had made a way possible for us to come directly to God. God opened the doors of heaven and opened His courts that we may walk in with boldness and with confidence and with fear and much trembling to seek His face directly. Now, you have said, all these have been a test. What is running in your mind is, how? How can I pass this test? Because test is very simple. Every time you fail a test, you have to recede. You will have to keep on receding until you pass the test. So moving on, fast forward now to year 2020. And this year, the last nine months at least, there's been a lot of shaking going on. I remember and I'm reminded of a song that was written by this man called Jerry Lee Lewis many years ago. The title of his song was called A Whole Lot of Shaking Going On. He must have been prophetic in his time. There is certainly a whole lot of shaking going on. This man wrote it years ago and sang it. And today... We cannot sing this song because it is happening to us. There's a whole lot of shaking going on everywhere. Our travel plans have been shaken. Our jobs have been shaken. Our career has been shaken. Our finances have been shaken. Our families and our homes, they are shaken. Our personal lives have been shaken. Our church events have been shaken. We can't even plan for next week. We don't know what's going to happen. Everything has been shaken. All the programs. AGM has been shaken. Uh, uh, election has been shaken. Political systems have been shaken. The world has been shaken. Six billion people on the face of planet Earth has been shaken. And the shaking continues on. Only God knows when this shaking will stop. But I can tell you, every Christian listening to this, let me say this, the shaking will stop when Christians get right with God. It's not about the political situation. It's not about the governmental system. It's not about the budget system. It's about the church, the people of God. When we know and we realize we are the people who can probably stop this shaking. Because God has said, his standards. 
He has found this entire planet Earth wanting. The church has come to a position of compromise. The church has come into a position of lukewarmness. The church has come in a position of inactivity, indifference. God is wanting our attention. And God has found this world lacking because of the idolatry, the witchcraft, the sorcery that's going on right around the world, all over. And God has looked at so many issues. False gospels being preached. Extremist teachings being expounded. Compromises of homosexuality being prevalent right around the world. These are all sensitive issues. These are all faced by the church today. But I say this, no church that is right in a right standing with God should compromise. We stand by the Word and the Word of God because it says, Jesus says this in Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 17. He says this, All the works of the man, of the hands of men, all their idols, all the things of their, the, the, the success of their, their hands, their technology, this is what God says. They are futile. A work of errors. In the time of their punishment, they shall perish. That's why God says, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. The work of the hands of men, the beauty of the hands of men, the achievements of the hands of men, the success of the hands of men, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And right now, the shaking is going on. And the church of Jesus Christ is not spared either. So, coming down to this, what must we do? What must we do to pass this test? As I said, I have many scriptures this morning. I hope you will take a snapshot, a screenshot of this. Because this is exactly what God is saying. I'm just the postman. It's never my style to, to come up with so many slides. But this morning, this is pertinent and this is necessary because it's coming from the throne room, from heaven. God is saying, in order to pass this test, you must repent. Repent, repent, repent. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Hosea chapter 6, verse 1 to 2. Take a screenshot of this. Return to the Lord. Yes, this pandemic has caused us many painful sacrifices. It has caused us our job, our pay cuts. It has caused us financial losses, assets losses. It has caused us so much of problems. Yes. Read what Isaiah is saying. As you return to the Lord, He may have torn, but He will heal us. Be assured. He has stricken, but He will bind us up. We are God's people, church. We have a Father in heaven. A Father that loves His people. 
Now, with that illustration, you must understand, a father loves his people, a father loves his son or his daughter. If any time the son or daughter rebels, undisciplined, walks away from the right path, the father will chastise. The chastisement is for the child's good. It's never for the child's bad. It's always for the child's good. So what is happening is that the father reserves the right to chastise the child. God has a right to do what he is doing. God has a right to shake the heavens and the earth because the Bible says the earth belongs to the Lord and all the fullness thereof, it belongs to God. The cattle on a thousand hills belongs to God. If God is the owner of earth, He has the right to shake this earth. Left, right and centre, if we get out of line. And that's why this test is upon us. If, if God did not spare Noah's generation by sending the flood, and He did not spare the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by sending fire and brimstone, God has to do something to planet Earth now because of the prevailing sin and the, the, the witchcraft and sorcery and everything thereof that is reaching to its maximum. God has a right to shake the earth once again. Yet once more, God is doing that shaking. But take heart. God says, if you turn back, I will heal. If you turn back, I will bind you up. I will raise you up. That's what God promises. Coming from the book of Joel, again, God is speaking through this prophet. In chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, take a screenshot of this. God says, turn to me with all your heart. Turn back. This is the narrative that Jesus was saying. The new narrative is not about you worshipping with your lips, but you worshipping with your heart. So rend your hearts today and not your garments. Return to the Lord, for He is gracious, He is merciful. Slow to anger, great kindness, and He does not want to do any harm. The reason why God is doing this it's because He will and He needs to get our attention so that we can turn, turn back to Him with all our hearts. So for those, you have grown cold, you have walked away from the salvation and the goodness of God, you have backslided. Let me say this, that shaking will stop the moment you turn back to God. The shaking in your life, the shaking from under the feet, under your feet will stop. The worries and the depression will stop the moment you turn back and rend your heart and not your garments. God is saying, worship me with your heart and not your lips. And finally, we come down to this very important chapter, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 to 20. God is saying to every one of you out there this morning, come, let us reason together. Your sins may be like scarlet, but today they can be as white as snow. They may be as red as crimson, but today they may be as white as wool. If, the word is if, you are willing and obedient, 
you shall eat the good of the land. This is not what I'm saying. I'm just a postman. I'm repeating this. If you will be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of this land. But if you refuse, if again, if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword for the mouth, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Take a screenshot of this wherever you may be this morning. This is not from my mouth. This is from the mouth of God, the mouth that has spoken this morning, saying, come, let us sit down. There's no more fear of the mountain shaking, the ground shaking, fire on the mountain, no thunderings, no lightnings, no earthquakes. Now God is saying, come, let us sit down. Let us talk face to face. Approach me because the veil has been torn. You are now a priest, a priest coming before God. God has allowed you to come into His presence to talk to you and you to Him. We have to come together now to see God in all His fullness. If you are willing, if you are willing, you will eat the good of the land. Now, I would like to just very quickly digress a bit from this. If you are willing and you are obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. In 1984, when I received the Lord, God called me into full-time ministry in 1985. I hesitated, I resisted, and I refused. Even though I was a Christian, I attended church services because my career path was set. I had a good career path before me. Things was going nicely for me. It was just not right for me to just throw everything away, leave everything and just come into ministry. So I resisted God for... A man who had four brothers. He was the youngest. His mother, a prayer warrior, a woman of prayer, prayed fervently every day and every night for God to change the lives of all his sons so that they may serve God in ministry. And God answered this lady's prayer. His first four brothers became ministers, pastors, and missionaries. They all went to Bible school, they graduated, and they came out and served God, except for Jim Anderson. He refused. He refused the call of God. He went on his own way. He did his own thing because he wanted that freedom. He didn't want to be tied down. He didn't want to answer the call. He had his own plans, his own goals, and his own visions. So he ended up working for people. And finally, he ended up in, in a sawmill. He was a lumberjack, and he ended up working in a sawmill. One day, as he was uh, pushing the logs into this uh, conveyor belt, for the, heck, the saw to, to, to cut the, the logs into planks as it was uh, guiding the logs into this conveyor belt system, somehow his sleeve from his shirt got caught in the conveyor and his, he couldn't help it, but be, and the conveyor dragged his right hand right into that saw and it severed his right hand. Wow, that was a scary image. And it was such a bloody scene, he said. They rushed him to hospital. 
to try to reattach that severed arm of his. But doctors say, it's too badly cut off to be reattached again. So he lost his right arm. And lying in the hospital bed, recuperating, he remembered what his mother was praying. He remembered that all that God had done and called into his life. And he remembered how he ran away from the calling. And as he was sharing this testimony, he looked at me. Man, when I saw this man, and I saw the, the missing right arm, I got the message. It was as if God was telling me, if you keep on running, you may just lose your right arm and probably even your leg. I answered the call of God willingly and obediently because I wanted to have my right hand attached. That was in 1990. And I'm saying this because all those who are being called to be leaders, ministers, connect group leaders, assistant connect group leaders, zone leaders, call leaders, you have been called by God. You did not choose God. God chose you. And when God chooses His servant, He will make sure that He will meet your needs. If you answer that call willingly and obediently, let me tell you, in this season of shaking, God will make sure you will not be shaken because when He calls you, He will ensure that He will maintain your position. That is His assurance. The good news for all of us this morning is Jesus is our mediator. Jesus is our mediator. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the cross. Jesus is today our advocate. He is our intercessor. He's seated at the right hand of God. He is the one that is saying, Come, though your sins are like scarlet, they will be white as snow. Come, my blood is able to cleanse you. Repent today. Because God says He is willing to forgive you and cleanse you. So, my appeal to all of us this morning, this is my appeal, not God's appeal. My appeal is that we will make the right choices. You can choose any of the four types of soil. But I pray that you choose the last one, the good soil, where there will be the 30, 60, and 100 fold. The choice is ours. God will not violate our free will. We have the choice to choose any of the four different types of soil. But let me say this. The consequence of us choosing the soil, the consequence and the result of the type of soil that we choose, that consequence and decision lies with God. He reserves the right to dictate that consequence. And that consequence is very simple. God says in His Word, whatever you sow, you will reap. And that's it. If you sow into the good soil, you will reap the 30, 60, 100 fold. If you sow in the wayside soil, when the seed drops and the birds of the air comes and takes away the seed, then you are lost. If you sow 
into the one that is on rocky ground. It will not last because storms like this, the shaking that is happening, it will shake you out of your position. It will shake you out of your faith. It will shake you out of your beliefs system. If you sow into the thorny ground and allow the voices of this world, allow the, the noise from this world to dictate what you should do and what you should think, then you will lose out because why? You will not be able to eat from the good of this land. The choice is ours. The consequence is God because the earth belongs to Him and the fullness thereof. The second good news is that you and I, we have received a kingdom which cannot be shaken. If I were you, I'll stand up and jump today and clap real loud because this is the kingdom that is not governed by the rule of man, nor by the rule of governmental systems, nor by the rule of politicians, nor by the rule of kings. This is a kingdom that is governed by the rule of God, a sovereign rule of God, which cannot be shaken. And this kingdom has come today. It's in you and it's in me. This is the kingdom that is presented by Jesus that is full of simplicity in the form of a parable. This is the kingdom that touches our heart. This is the kingdom that transforms our heart. This is the kingdom that gives us the small mustard seed faith to speak to that mountain, be thou removed and it shall be removed. This is the kingdom that gives us the authority that we can cast out demons in the name of Jesus. This is a powerful kingdom. It shall not be moved. Church, you need to have this kingdom because this is the kingdom, the only kingdom that cannot be shaken. And this kingdom is not about a territory. This kingdom is not about a nationality. It's not an era of existence. This is the kingdom of God. If you receive this kingdom today, that means you will receive the rule of God into your life. And the rule of God says this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. That is the power of this kingdom. This is the kingdom that is eternal. Eternal life. This is a kingdom that does not require to work and earn it. This is a kingdom that not, does not require an offering that you will bring and build an altar and burn a sacrifice. This is a kingdom given by God freely. This is a kingdom that will ensure your salvation and your life eternal. Not tomorrow, but today. So I speak to all those who have not received this kingdom. This kingdom is presented to you today. And God is speaking to you that you can receive this kingdom free of charge today. No strings attached. No conditions. This is what God is saying. This is a kingdom, and it's not even a church. Look at this church. It's empty. This is a community of the people of God. We are the kingdom. So, I urge you and I appeal to all of you today. When you hear this, please do not harden your hearts, because in Hebrews, there are few warnings there. One of the warnings in the book of Hebrews 
is the warning of the danger of neglecting your salvation. These are for the nominal Christians, the lukewarm Christians. Don't neglect your salvation because Jesus bought it with a very heavy price. He gave you and shed His blood for you. So get on with God. The next warning is do not harden your hearts when you hear this message. Do not shut off when you hear this message. Do not change channels when you hear this message because there's this danger. You may lose this opportunity of this kingdom and continue to suffer under this great shaking that is happening. And the final warning is just what we read just now. Do not refuse God when He speaks. God is speaking this morning. God is talking to you. I make this appeal. Come this morning. Don't refuse Him. Whatever He has said, turn from your ways. Come back to Him. God is saying, come, let us sit down and reason together. It's an exchange. God wants to do an exchange with you. Exchange your sins so that He can wash you and save you. To those of you, you are out there this morning and you want to receive this kingdom. You want to receive this salvation. I just want to lead you in this simple prayer very quickly. And you can follow me in this prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, for saving me. I believe you. I want this kingdom. I open my hearts to you this morning. I want to receive you. I ask for your forgiveness this morning. And I ask, Lord, that you will come into my life so that, Lord, I may know, Father, that the kingdom I receive today will not be shaken, Lord. There may be the COVID-19. There may be the excesses, oh Lord. There may be, Lord, whatever losses. There may be the sickness, the pain, the grief. But I will not be shaken because I have the kingdom of God within me. If you have said this prayer and received Jesus into your life today, I want to congratulate you for salvation that has come into your life. So if you have said this prayer for the first time, I want you not to stop there. I want you to con connect with us through the link in your YouTube description. Get in touch with the church. Get in touch with GT. They will guide you. They will show you. They will teach you how to walk in this kingdom and to walk in power, to walk in victory, to walk in strength. For those of you who are out there this morning, today is not the end. COVID-19 is not the end of the world. Your job loss is not the end of the world. God is able to heal. God is able to bind up. God is able to raise you up from the ashes as you turn and come and reason with Him. So I'd like to have to pray for you this morning. Father, for all those who are seated out there this morning, for all those who are listening out there this morning, for all those, oh Lord, needs that are out there, healing, job, careers, pay cuts, financial losses, businesses, bankruptcies, assets losses, depression, fear, worries, anxiety. The whole Lord, Father, the, all the shaking that's going on, 
This morning, Lord, we say we want to receive this kingdom once again, Lord. We want to be empowered by this kingdom. We want the power of the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. We want the power of God to be manifested through our lives. That whatever shaking that's going around right around the world, God, we may be and will be assured we will not be shaken because we have the Word of God in us. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We have God's favor upon our lives. So God, we claim this victory. We claim, oh Lord, this power in Jesus' name. We thank you, Jesus. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. And Lord, we pray that you will watch over everyone, Lord. Bless every hearer this morning that your word will resonate, oh Lord, in our hearts, oh Lord, for a long time, Father, that we will remember and we will turn from our ways, Lord. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. God bless you.